Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast for your ears. Not a review, going to give you a quick studio rundown and update on what's going on in my home studio. I'll be listening back to this like you do to see if you can hear that lawnmower in the background. Hopefully not. This is mostly for the audio nerds and for me to run a test and be able to upload it and hear it in the various places that my podcasts go. I don't know if you guys realize, but why mastering studios and radio stations and things like that have neutral monitors and very flat sounding speakers and things so that when we produce something, it sounds great on everything. That, that's really why those studios are so expensive and have all the room treatments for the audio. Like you hear a little bit of echo in this room, even though I have some room treatments, I'm not done with it yet. And uh, it'll get better as we go. So I'll go over the processing and stuff and a little bit about what it does. If you find this incredibly boring, please tune out any time. But like I said, this is a test so that I'll be able to listen on a variety of YouTube and Spotify and, and all that without hearing, you know, my original what it sounds like in my studio what does it sound like on the different services in my different devices that kind of thing hope you don't find it too dry so some of this equipment is used some of it is brand new um being a pretty much an audiophile and a broadcaster for my entire life i've been using a usb mic directly connected to a laptop or a computer which thankfully i have a naturally decent voice for broadcast i got decent audio out of it but if you're going to do serious podcasts serious youtube you should get a little bit more equipment you should run some professional broadcast equipment if you can so we're starting with a microphone this is a used electrovoice re27nd that is a very expensive broadcast microphone based on a design that's been around since uh, 50 years or more since the 50s um the radio station I currently work at has a variety of RE27s, RE320s, and RE20s in our various studios. They are great sounding mics, and they're probably up there as the top two broadcast mics with the Shure SM7B, which is a little bit warm for me. I'm probably going to get one of those, but I was able to get this used at a better price, and so I think it sounds fantastic. So that is running into a Behringer Ultra Gain Pro Mic 2200 High Precision Tube Mic Line Preamp. What all that means to you? It basically brings up the level of the microphone. This is a dynamic mic and doesn't need the Phantom 48 power. If you know what that is, it pretty much has its own power. But a good preamp gets me a nice, warm um analog sounding signal into my processor which is the next thing i'm going to discuss the behringer composer pro mdx 2600 audio interaction dynamics processor all of that means basically it's a compressor and a uh, expander gate a gate allows me to set a noise floor a threshold um for the noise in the room i have a computer running in the room i have a lawnmower outside i have a dog licking himself in the corner that kind of stuff um so i can set it to a certain level uh, of db that it just will not pick up it won't go below that and I, I don't have that set perfectly 
but we're getting there and how much, how quickly it takes over and how quickly it releases all that stuff I have settings for. There's also a compressor in there that keeps my levels the same, whether I get very, very loud or I back off on it. You still hear my pretty much the same level and I don't blow out your ears. It also has a de-esser, which takes some S's out of uh, speech. If there's a little bit too much sibilance in my speech, Beach. I fortunately don't have a whole lot of that. And a peak limiter also helps with not getting too loud. That's the basic controls on one of these things. And between the two rack mounted units, um, I get a much more professional broadcast sound than just plugging a microphone in. If I turned all of this off, this microphone would still sound okay, but it would be very thin and it wouldn't have presence and it wouldn't be leveled out so that when you're listening on headphones or listening in your car or listening on a boombox or an echo speaker or whatever, you get the full range. If you had a microphone just flat uh, with nothing in between, you'd miss out on some highs, some lows. You, you would hear parts of my voice, but not the whole thing. These help bring out everything. Anyway, it will also allow me to do more production, uh, more professional production at home. I have a YouTube channel coming with a buddy. It has Bluetooth connectivity in this board. Oh, I'm running into a Pile Pro PMXU88BT 8-channel Bluetooth studio mixer audio mixing console. It has a 24-bit audio to digital and digital audio converter. It has a 32-bit di dual digital DSP engine for various effects. And all of that is running directly into 64-bit Windows 10 PC, running a Ryzen 5 5600G with 16 gigabytes of crucial ballistics DD4 RAM. Onto, I think it's an M.2 uh, one terabyte drive. Um, let's see. Everything is sampled at 24-bit or higher. We're going into the computer at 24-bit or higher. Sorry, I'm having to touch the microphone here. I, I, my arm hasn't arrived yet. So the output of the thing um, is in 24-bit. We're running into Windows at 24-bit. Windows is sampling at 96,000. Uh, I am using right now Adobe Audition, which is recording at 96,032-bit. I will probably eventually switch over to Reaper by the recommendation of one of my studio friends who helped me with some of the issues I was having here. Um, I just haven't played with that program enough to be able to use it, but it's a much more professional program. Not that Adobe Audition is not professional. It's just very simple, and I like simple. One of the best things about having this audio rack is I won't have to do anything to this audio once it's recorded. Usually using a USB mic, I would hard limit and normalize the file to bring up the levels as I described that these units do. But these units do it with warm analog and some digital technology running through tubes and such to keep it all warm sounding instead of digitally processed like it would if I had the computer uh, add those things later. So all of that will help me in the future when I do interviews. Um, my voice and theirs will be able to run through some of this stuff. I'm going to experiment with actually running some com of the computer audio or a second microphone through the audio processing. The two audio processors I bought have two channels. Um, so I can have a second mic or a second audio input run through them and EQ them and fix them and compress them and all that kind of stuff. So I hope this wasn't too dry, but it's kind of explaining to you that 
I'm working to give you the best audio experience when you listen to my podcast. I have a bad tendency to turn my head towards the microphone, which I don't need to do. Um, that might be uh, why you hear a few pops here and there, but I'm trying to avoid that. I have a boom arm soon that'll keep the microphone in the same place every time, so that placement won't be an issue. Um, I'll have some better room treatments that'll work on the echo. I'll have some better monitors to listen to this back on. But other than that, we're we're in the home stretch. I, I'd say we're about 95, 98% of the way there. So thank you for sticking with me all these years of podcasts, over 450 of them so far, um, with many, many, many more to come and some more exciting projects, all now thankful to having a home studio of professional quality. Wow. Anyway, I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My links are below. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen to me talk. Have a great day. <laughs>